you for healing our bodies. Thank you for touching our minds. Thank you for giving us clear minds, Jesus. Thank you for your truth, God. You are so wonderful and there is no one like you. You are so great and you are so awesome. And we will worship you in our dance. We will worship you in our song and in our praise. Whether we're dancing, whether we're just standing here, we're bowing on our knees because we just feel your awesome presence, God. And we just want to say thank you this morning. We just want to say thank you. And we want to tell you how great you are, Jesus. Lord, we thank you, Father. We thank you for the peace that we're taking back today. We thank you for the joy that the enemy took. And we will not give it back again. We will not let him rob us of joy. We will not let him rob us of our salvation. We will search you with all our hearts, Father. We will search you. We will be hungry and we will be thirsty after you all of our days, Father. Help us not to fall in those traps, Lord Jesus, that so easily beset us, God. And trap us and take our love away and take our joy away. Help us, Jesus, in times that are difficult, Jesus, that we can find your joy. Not our joy, but your joy. In difficult situations, we get to find your love, not our love. Because you are so good and you are so great and you have more than enough for us. Let it overflow out of us, Jesus. We've taken back and we're getting more. Because Father wants to pour more of him in us. And we just sing, how great are you this morning? And how great is our God. And sing with me. Jesus. 
in our testimonies of what we go through, if we keep our eyes focused on Him and His greatness, He will use that what we've gone through, what we're going through, to be a testimony to help others who have no hope, who don't know Father, who don't know His love, who don't know His mercy. So we say thank you, Father, even though we go through hard things, thank you. Use this as a testimony to help someone else, Jesus. Use my life as a testimony for others because it's not about me. It's that you get the glory out of every circumstance, out of every season in our lives, Father. That we are your testimony, that we are your vessel, and you're just creating something so beautiful like the potter. Because we are like clay in the potter's hand, and he is forming something special. And it has to go through the fire. It has to go through the curry. And sometimes if we let loose and we just say, no, God, it breaks. We have to stay in the process. We have to stay on the wheel. We have to stay through that. And through the end, something beautiful, the beautiful testimony that he has. And it's for others. It's not for us. Nothing is for us. It's not for our glory. It's for his. It's all for him. It's all for you, Jesus. And we say, how great are you this morning? Oh, how great. And how great is our God. Sing with me.
and every single singing season to thank the Lord. disrupt what 
what God was doing, what God was doing. And I was kind of, I was just letting him. And I'm like, no, no more. So I just um, started praising all day long, just worship songs all day long. Started taking back really, literally what the enemy was trying to steal from me. Because that's, that's not a good place to be for me. I, I missed it. I missed singing. Every single day I would sing. In the shower, in the car, while I was doing housework, just all the time singing. And I didn't do it for about two weeks, and I missed it. I'm like, what is that? I couldn't, I just couldn't pinpoint it. I took authority over it finally. <laughs> I threw Satan back where he belongs, under my feet. And it was such, it, it felt like, I think I, I told this to a few, few people, but it was like, it's like there was this plug. I couldn't, it, something was plugged up in my worship, in my prayer. Something was plugged up. There was, it was dammed up. And finally, when I released that, and I, I really spoke to Satan, put him under my feet, started coming against that, the dam broke. The plug flew. And I started work. I felt so much better. I felt so free. Um, what else? What else? Um, and, oh yeah. And I realized, I gotta, I can't let that stop me. I gotta go about my father's business. Because when you're in that place, you can't do that. You can't go about your father. I gotta do stuff. I've got to do stuff. I gotta, I gotta pray again for people. I gotta start praying again because that's, that was just not a good feeling. But now I'm like, no more Satan. I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna go back to what I was doing. Go back to what God was doing in me because there's so much more. I can't let that stop me. And I don't know if that's, you know, if you're experiencing anybody's experienced that um again sometimes um unconfessed sin sometimes you just got to get on your knees um repent from something or just confess it to god and go on with it don't let it drag you down confess it to god go on the plug will, will burst open um but ever since then i just thank the holy spirit so much i just thank jesus that he left us his holy spirit he didn't just leave us orphans just like now, what do we do? He left us his Holy Spirit so we can walk in it. And I thank him so much for that. Because without, without him leaving his Holy Spirit, we would be lost. We wouldn't know what to do. Um, so I just had to share that. I feel so much better now. I can't let that happen again. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And if there's breath in my lungs, then I have a song. Praise the Lord. Oh, and if there's breath in my lungs, then I have a song. Praise the Lord. Yeah. 
this the cup of tears he's saying that uh, there's some of you really broken-hearted this morning and he wants you to know that he's has like a, a cistern on a bowl and he's caught your tears and those tears he 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 put his hand in and just slung them in the air and he says, as that is, and as that evaporates into the air, God will reach down in your heart, and he's going to mend that which is broken. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for this word. Amen. Thank you, Miss Judith. I just want to change the words real quick, and I just want to sing this over you. The song is about us pouring our love on Jesus and our oil on him. But, you know, he has poured his anointing oil on us. And I want to sing this from Father's heart to you. It says, like oil upon your feet, 
like wine for you to drink, like water from my heart, I pour my love on you. And I'm gonna change if praise, I'm gonna say if love is like perfume, I'll lavish mine on you. Till every drop is gone, I'll pour my love on you. And so I'm gonna sing this from the heart of the Father to you. I feel like this is for you after Miss Judith was talking. I was looking at these words and I'm gonna sing this from Father's heart. Like oil upon your feet, like wine for you to drink, like water from my heart, and I'll pour my love on you. And if love is like perfume, I will lavish mine on you. talk loud. Uh, check, 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 check. Can y'all hear me? All right, I don't need this. Just a little bit. Let's see if we can turn that up. I'll talk a little louder. I love that you changed that up because sometimes we don't understand his heart as much. We don't receive it because we serve a jealous, jealous God. So the Bible says is he's jealous for you. And I shared this on Monday, but I think it's perfect for what we're going through right now is that. So last weekend, I went home on Father's Day. I think that was last weekend. I'm pretty sure it was. And my grandbaby was at the house. And I just grabbed her. She's only nine months old. And man, I just wanted to love on her. And when I walked in, I was there late. 
because I had to go run because I love you, Neil, my son-in-law, but I didn't get him a Father's Day gift. So I went to get one, but I got there late and I saw my grandbaby in the arms of somebody else. And the minute I walked in the door, I had this jealous love come over me. And I wanted nothing but her in my arms. Nothing, and I wasn't going to let anything stop me. I just went over and grabbed her. I just went over and grabbed her, and I held her for like 45 minutes. And I didn't want to put her down because I love her so much. And then when I did let her down, somebody started playing with her, and I'm looking, and I'm like, I'm going to go get her again. <laughs> She's mine. And I did. I went and got her again. And every time I had her in my arms, which I guess is unusual because she doesn't let anybody else hold her, I whisper in her ear the whole time, you're precious, you're a princess, you're beautiful, you're perfect. And she hears that out of my voice. And what he reminded me is he's so jealous of us. Man, he just wants us in his arms. And if anything gets in the way of him getting to you, he gets jealous. And he'll go after you. And when he gets you in his arms, he's going to whisper in your ear, I love you. You're perfect. He's that jealous over you. He just wants you. And he'll do anything to get you. That's the love of a father. That's who we serve. He loves you that much. And that's what you need to hear this morning. Because that's what he was crying out to you is how much he loves you. And then you just got to receive it. You don't have to earn that. You don't have to do anything. But just like my granddaughter does, he just takes you. He just takes you away, and he whispers in your ear. And it's so awesome. So you need to receive that this morning. Father, we love you. Oh, we love you. I wish we loved you as much as you love us. Father, we just, we just lift you up this morning. We surrender to you this morning. Because we love you so much and we know everything, Lord. Whew. We know what the Bible says about how much you love us. But I know that's much, that's way too less than what you actually, actually, that that is so minimum to what you actually care about us and how much you know about us and how much you love us. So minuscule. We can't comprehend how much you love us, Lord. So, Father, I ask you right now to saturate us with your love. Wrap your arms around us, each and every person in this room. Let us feel your love this morning. My prayer for us is, Lord, that we don't let anything get in the way of us coming to you. That nothing, nothing comes before you. That when we wake up in the morning, that we look to the yes, we look to the thanks, we praise you, Father, for everything we have. My prayer is that, that you are the first things out of our lips, first thing on our hearts. So, Lord, we love you. We give you this morning. We praise you this morning. We worship you this morning. You're so wonderful, so worthy. So, Father, have your way. Have your way in this place. Move in our hearts, in our minds, and in this family. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on. Can we give him a shout? Come on. Can we tell him how much we love him? Come on. Come on.
Well, this one will change it up a little bit today. I do want you to go around and say hello to people and thank people for being here, but also it's a great time to receive tithes and offerings, so um, we can have a basket up front here. If you want to give in the basket, you can give online. Um, we just, I love that we have a family to give, so, so Father, bless this offering. Bless those that give. Father God, we ask you to just, just use it for your kingdom, Father God. Make us good stewards of what they give. Father, we surrender it all to you in Jesus' name. Amen.
off by about three centimeters. We're good. How's everybody doing this morning? That's what I'm talking about. Come on, what a good morning, man. What a good morning. So happy to see everybody. Uh, welcome to the gathering place. Uh, man, welcome to the family. Let's give a shout out to everybody watching online. Come on, we love you guys too. So good. So good, so good. Uh, if you are new here, I am DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here at the gathering place. We absolutely love this family. We love everything that God is doing in this place. What do you guys think about the new look outside? Is it getting there? We're getting there. We're getting there. We, we, have, we have some more stuff to do. And uh, so thank you for giving to that. Like that can't happen without y'all. So thank y'all so much for everything you do to uh, to preserve this place, to keep it ready for the next generation. Man, it's just absolutely amazing. So um, thank you for that. So uh, really good, really good. I'm excited about that. So if you're new, do me a favor, fill out a Connect card. Let us know you were here. That's a, there's a card out at Connection Point, big wooden desk in the foyer. Take time, fill that out so we can reach out to you. We can talk to you. We can say hello. Uh, we can pray for you. We can do all those things, but we can't do it if you don't reach out to us and let us know you're here. So please do that. Download our app. Everything is online. You can get all that information. Uh, on the app, so please uh, get all that. We usually have that up there, but that's okay. I'm going to go through some, uh, some quick announcements and things coming up, which are important, and I don't know if they'll be on the screen or not because we're working through some technical stuff, but bear with us. We did have our kingdom class, which was this morning at 9 o'clock. It was Meet the Family, which is absolutely awesome. So you had a, we had a chance to get together and meet the family. Um, next week we're going to, it's July 4th weekend, so we're going to not, we're not doing a kingdom class next weekend, but today what it was was for, uh, people that are new to the church, uh, looking to know more about, uh, the gathering place and how we're led. So we had leadership in there and we got to talk and share and just spend time together. That's what we did. So answer some questions. So that was, that was really cool to do that. So look for that again. We're going to put that back up there. So if that's you and you want to know more about us, then, then sign up for that next one and we'll get together. And, and, and hang out a little bit. I do want to mention our night of worship that was Friday. It was phenomenal. So, man, y'all missed out. Like, if you weren't here, you completely missed out on an amazing time. I don't even need to tell you about it because you just missed out. And I'm just going to leave it at that. You should be at the next one. Uh, we do have a baptism coming up. Uh, I was hoping the date was on the slide. There's, is there a baptism slide? <laughs> It's coming up like uh, next month. So if you want to sign up for baptism, please uh, sign up online. Let us know you're going to be there. Uh, it's so important. It's going to be like, it's usually the first or second week of the month. I'll have a date for you next week. I did not write it in my notes. So, um, but we'll definitely uh, sign up online. You can see if you go to our website, if you go to the, um, if you go to the app, you can sign up. That's important um, for us. It just lets us know we're supposed to fill up the baptistry and have that ready because we don't have a stream running through here or a lake. Um, so we got to fill up like 750 gallons of water. So we like to do that if somebody signs up, and then we'll just open it up for everybody else. Uh, my favorite thing coming up is baby dedication on July 10th. Really excited about this. Come on. If you have a child that you want to dedicate, um, you know, this is for children that, that are that are really too young to make that decision themselves. And child dedication is all about really us, you know, preparing the parents to raise their children and challenging them to raise their children in a godly home, in a Christian home, in a home filled with love. Um, so that's important. So if you want to, if you have a young child, babies up to 
to whatever age and you want to do that, please sign up online so we can put that. That's going to be part of our service on July 10th. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. Well, my grandbaby is going to be here. If you don't like tears, don't show up that day. Just going to let you know. So, um, and the last announcement, which we don't have a slide for, is our church yard sale. So this is something new. Uh, it's going to be coming up on the 9th. So it's the day before that, 9th of July. And what we're doing is uh, Danielle Hawk, she's in the family. She is going to head this up. Uh, we're going to do a bring all your stuff to the church, and we're going to raise funds, okay, for a needed project in this church. And I know we do heart for the house, but this is if you have stuff. Then I can tell you one big needy project. I haven't talked to her yet about this, but as they were painting the church, they fell through the deck. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, I'm assuming we're going to need a new deck. Um, but this time it's not going to be wood. It's going to be composite. It's going to not rot and all that good stuff, which would be a little expensive. But what we're going to do is do this garage sale. So if you have stuff at your house that you've just been hanging on to, that you just, it, and I'm not talking like, like, I'm sorry, don't bring me your old oil changing shirt. We're not doing that. There's not going to be a drop-off place uh, just to get rid of everything with dust on it. But if you have stuff that is partially nicely used and you want to bring it in and you want to donate that so that we can have a yard sale and bless people with that and it'll bless the church so we can get some other things done please uh do that do not bring them in early i'll have a date for you next week about when you can start dropping them off so like next sunday don't show up with a truckload and expect me to store it here just hang on. I'll get you more information next week, and there'll be stuff online and all that stuff. But if you have stuff you want to get rid of, what a great time. And anything that gets donated that doesn't go out, we're going to make sure it goes to an organization that can bless people with it and all that stuff. So it won't stay here. We're not going to hang on to it. Um, so once you give it, you know, unless you tell me if you can't sell it, I'll take it back, then, then it'll be donated to something else. You guys good with all that? All right, come on. Let's pray over service because I'm ready to get started. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you for today, Father. I, I just, man, touch my heart, Lord. Let this be all of you, none of me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 So I am very excited over, over the church. It was really nice. If you didn't notice it, I mean, it was an act of God to get some of that stuff done, which was really cool. If you don't know, these guys are out there. It's 115 degrees, and they're working like four hours a day trying to finish up and get it done. And then, and then on the last day, uh, it was a good miracle. Uh, a guy broke down, his transmission blew out in his, in his truck, and he was here to paint parking lots, and his transmission blew out. So while they're fixing his transmission, he rented a truck and drove around and asked places, do you need your parking lot painted? <laughs> and we were like, sure. <laughs> so, so we got a really, really good deal on a parking lot paint job that just happened to be because God brought him here. Then we got to pray over him and pray over his family, um, establish relationship, and... Um, so that's really powerful how God moves like that. And he just came in. And he was like, can you, can you just keep us in your prayers? And I was like, how about, even, how about better than that? How about we pray right now? How about we do this? Um, so that's how God works. And so it looks like we got a new parking lot painted and a, and, and a church painted at the same time, which was really cool. So, uh, but once again, thank you all for that. That's how, you know, the, the monies we collected for Heart for the House are still going out. We have roof repair being done and we have, you know, being painted outside. Hopefully next week we'll have our signs up and it'll look fresh and new, um, give us better ownership of this place, you know, something, something new that we can, we can hang on to. So that's what I love. That's what we've been in, in this series called Something New, and I believe 
I believe this is our last week. It's week 10 or 12 of something new. Um, but I believe this is it because I want to wrap this up because I believe God's taken us in another direction, uh, something new. But, uh, but I really want to wrap this up today. I really want to talk about this. I want to get some stuff out there that really helps describe who we are, what we do, and what he wants to do in your life. So if you want to open your Bibles to Isaiah 43. I'll be reading out of uh, 14 through 19, 14 through 19. I think they might only have 18, but I'm, I'm going to read from 14. Uh, and it says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For, for your sake, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth a mighty army of Egypt and with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned. Their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. But forget all that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. What a powerful, powerful verse. And yes, they are talking about the coming of the Messiah. Yes. But I do believe we serve a God that if he can do it for them, he can do it for us. And we, we need to understand that, that, that we serve the same God yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He'll never change. He's going to be there for us. And we need, we need to start thinking that way that, look, we don't have to be stuck in our ways. We don't have to just sit back and say, man, God blessed me 10 years ago, and that was so awesome. I serve an awesome God. We should be expecting a blessing every day. He should be reaching out to you and showing you something new every day. Don't get caught up in, in what he's done in the past when he wants to do something new. We have to say yes. We have to get that out of us and be saying yes to him so he can do something new in our lives, in our families, in our workplaces, everywhere we go. It's something new. And I know that can get frustrating sometimes when you wait around for that. But just listen, posture yourself, listen, and see what he has for you. Because he's awesome. He's always been there. He's always been there. You know, come on. He's the beginning and the end, the alpha, the omega. He's not going to leave you. He's always going to be with you. Sometimes we just have to seek him out a different way. Sometimes we just have to surrender to him. But I want to, I you know, he's done some things here, obviously, something new in our, our church. He changed our name. So, yes, if it's been a while, we went from Destiny Church, and, and that, that, that was good for so many years, and now we're the gathering place. And I believe that's something new, and he wants to do something new in us, a place for us to gather. So I want to cover once again what that is, because the gathering place is a place where brokenness meets wholeness and identity is revealed, where family gathers and seek a father's face and his warm embrace, where kingdom love, kingdom family, and kingdom worship are priorities in all we do, and where generations are equipped and trusted to lead and do the works of the father. So I worked backwards on this for a long time, and now I'm finally at the top of that list, and that's what I want to talk about today. It's kind of awesome how uh, Miss Judith gets a word about brokenness, about brokenhearted, when today what the Lord put on my heart is that we are a place, right, where, where brokenness meets wholeness yes. and identity is revealed. Yes. So what's that brokenness all about? And what's wholeness and, and, and what's our identity? Because if that's what we're saying hap is happening here, then we need to understand what that is and, and how that's revealed and what that looks like. So that we don't judge that, we welcome that. We say, this is, this is what God wants to do. And it's okay. It's okay to have some brokenness. It's okay uh, to come in here not all put together all the time. 
because we serve a God that wants to put you together if you let him. Okay, so I want to talk about that this morning um, because I believe he's going to reform some stuff. He's going to refuel some stuff. Man, he's going to do it all. And when we do that, he's going, we're going to, he's going to use us in a mighty way for everything he wants to do in our heart if we'll let him do that. Sometimes it takes that. Sometimes it's like a pit stop. You need to, you need to come in, get them tires changed, get, that, get gassed up real quick and get pushed, out, pushed back out on the racetrack. Okay? They just can't go around and around and around for all those miles without stopping and saying, I, I need some help, Lord. Be with me. Man, so good. So what is broken? What does it mean to be broken? So I just defined it. Um, because first off, you need to know this. Being broken is one thing. Staying broken is another. It's okay to be broken. It's not okay to stay broken. Okay, so, so you can't keep coming in uh, broken all the time in anything you do, not just church, but in life. You just can't walk around broken all the time. When God says, I'm here to heal you, I'm a healer. Like, I've already declared that over you. So, so we, sometimes we get caught up in that. And we'll just stay in the broken state. And he goes, it's okay to be broken, but you can't stay there. Like, you got to release some stuff to him. You got to let him grab a hold of you. You got to let him love on you. Okay, you got to receive that this morning. So, what is broken? I just wanted to define it because I think this is kind of neat how it defines it. Um, because some of you might say, well, I'm not broken, I'm good. Well, there's a lot of definitions to brokenness. So, uh, violently separated into parts or shattered, damaged or altered by or if, if by breaking having undergone or been subject to a fracture. A fracture is just a crack. A fracture is not a complete break, but it's a crack. Not working properly. Being irregular, interrupted, full of obstacles. Violated by transgression, not kept or honored. Disrupted by change. Made weak or infirm. Like a, his old broken body, subdued, completely crushed, sorrowful, a broken-hearted spirit, cut off, disconnected, not complete or full, disunited by divorce, separation, or desertion. Brokenness. That's what it is. And when we say we're a place that allows brokenness to come in, and that's so important because we can't judge people at the parking lot. <laughs> we let brokenness in. Because we know what's in here. It's okay to come in broken because we're expecting you to leave whole. We're expecting you to leave changed. We're expecting you to leave mended back together. Okay, so, so there's nothing wrong with that. That's, that's who we are. This is where brokenness comes. We want that to come here. We welcome that with open arms. Because it's all over the place. It's a mindset. Might mean you've been through a bunch. Because, man, life is life, y'all. And sometimes we go through stuff that we didn't expect. We didn't have a plan. We didn't understand. We get sicknesses. We get Our family gets sick. Stuff happens financially. And it's easy to get cracked. It's easy to get broken. It's easy to, to, to feel like you're not all put together. And because of that, some people won't come in here on a Sunday because they don't feel it. Because that's how the enemy works. He sneaks in there. And he says, you're not good enough, you're cracked, you're broken, you can't go to church. We don't serve a God that wants us all together. We serve a God that wants to put us together. Yes. Okay, we need to understand that. We need, we need to understand that, that it's okay to come in here that way. 
Maybe we made some poor decisions. I'm pretty sure every one of us in here has probably made a poor decision somewhere along the way. Okay, so poor decisions are poor decisions. Maybe somebody did something to you. Maybe things just happen, right? So it's brokenness. Maybe you're just tired. Maybe you're tired of running out the same old thing and getting the same results. There might be people here that are just like, I'm just trying this because it's different. And I just have to do something different because I keep getting the same thing happening in my life over and over again. And maybe you just lost your identity. Maybe you just don't know who you are. And you really didn't lose an identity. You just have a misperception of who you are. It's like a mirror. Go look in a mirror. You're going to see a reflection of who you are in the mirror. But if you took a hammer and you broke the mirror, you didn't change. The perception of who you are changed. So now you're thinking, I'm cracked, I'm broken, I'm missing pieces. So you start thinking differently about yourself. But if you really think about it, you didn't change. Just your reflection changed. Man, sometimes we just need a new mirror, y'all. Let him give you a new mirror. Let him be the one that brings you back together. Let him be the one that puts you back together and gets you moving in the right direction. Mm. Here's what I love about brokenness. Brokenness leads to an encounter. It's hard to encounter him when you're not broken. Brokenness can be a blessing that leads to a breakthrough. That's huge. If you actually come in and allow yourself to be in his presence and be broken in front of him, he surrounds you with so much love. That's why you see people up here weeping sometimes. Because they're allowing their brokenness to be recognized by his light and his love, and it's healing them. That brokenness allows a blessing to come upon them. That's so important that you come in here being okay, being vulnerable enough to say, I'm a little broken right now. Doesn't mean you've always been broken. Just means I'm broken today. (laughs) Like somebody said something about me. Somebody did something to me. My kids acted up. Whatever it is, you're a little broken. You're a little shattered today. And what a great place to be when you're a little shattered (laughs) is to come in, get in his presence, get in that flow. Let him just surround you and put you back together. So Jesus said in Matthew 5, 3, he says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. There's a blessing in being poor in spirit. There's a blessing in being broken. But we can't stay there. But there's a blessing in doing that. That's how he operates the best. That's when our, the, our emotions are, are open to, to receiving what he wants to do. That's when our heart is open. I don't know about you, but I've been in some churches where the pastor said some stuff that just started tearing me up inside. I've been in some churches where the pastor gets up here and weeps when he tries to talk to people. I'm just sissy pastors, I'm telling you. They start crying on this stage. For the, if you don't know me, I, I'm going to cry at some point. I'm trying not to. But that's how he works. That's how he works in me. Just let it go, huh, Chuck? You just come up here and hug me, brother. Like, cry on my shoulder, man. Come on. Here's the thing. When you're, when you're spiritually broken, when, when you're down, you actually see God with different eyes. You do. I mean, you're looking for something. And he sees you, and you see him. 
And it changes everything the minute your eyes intertwine. The minute, that intimacy that happens when you see him face to face, it crushes you and mends you all together in one little piece, in one little glance. You go from being broken to just being overwhelmed with love and you don't understand what happened to anything you brought in. But it just disappears because he just took it and went, let me take that from you and let me just kind of put it all back together. Let me make it better than it ever was because that's who he is. The problem is that some of us, we just, we, we, we just don't know we're broken. You just don't know you're broken. And it takes him to show us that we're broken. <laughs> See, a lot of times you don't realize that the darkness inside of you can't stay there until you get in his presence. You don't even realize it's darkness. You're just living a life. Like you're just doing stuff. You're not being convicted by it, nothing. Until you get in his presence and all of a sudden he says, you know, that ain't right. That just ain't right. What you said wasn't right. What you said to your wife wasn't right. I love this. We had a, we had a guest at our house and it was so awesome that they stayed with us. We loved him so much and nobody knows his name that you, so I, I can use what he said. But he said something to his wife that was like a, a showstopper at the minute. And, and then he corrected it and went to bed. But he woke up in the morning while we were eating breakfast. And he just started repenting to all of us saying, I'm so sorry. Like, that is never, like, that's not me. And I shouldn't have said And I'm sitting there going, brother, it's okay. And he goes, no, you need to know, like, like I'm being wrecked. And, and I, that can't come out of my mouth. And, and, I mean, it wasn't even that. I'm, I'm not trying to tell you that he said something really bad. But... It was just like she's talking and all of a sudden she's not because he said something. That's never happened in anything. <laughs> he started doing that. I was like, man, I'm such a bad husband. <laughs> like, like, I need to run around the block and find some people to tell them and repent to every time, you know. But, but it just broke my heart that that's how he felt because he didn't realize it. Sometimes we just don't realize what we're doing. And either how broken we are or how broken you know, or how we break somebody when we say something to him. And sometimes we just got to be in his light and let that darkness come out. But when you're broken, he remains with you and he makes you stronger than before. And Isaiah 61, three says, God promises to give those who mourn and are broken a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a mantle of praise instead of the spirit of fainting. He's with you. I know this because I've been broken, y'all. I lived a life that had no regards for anybody in my family, any, my wife, my kids, nothing. It was all about me. And because I didn't know I was broken, I didn't think it was wrong. I mean, I knew it was like probably not good, <laughs> but I didn't realize how wrong it was. Right up until the time when we go to church on our last Sunday together as a family because I'm moving out. And I get in the presence of a church family, and all of a sudden, like, I'm wrecked. And all of a sudden, I start feeling everything that I was doing and how wrong that was. And, and, and it wasn't like it came upon me, and then it just weighed me down, but it came upon me. I started weeping and crying, and I just surrendered it to him. And next thing I know, I feel completely different about my entire... Now, now I'm begging. Now I'm trying to come... Now I'm just like... Please, like we can work this out. This is a total different than, than what it was a week prior. 
So sometimes you don't know. But when he wrecks you, you'll know. Sometimes you just got to get in his presence a little bit and just feel that. That's why it's so important we have what we have. That's why it's so important his love is here, that people feel his love. Because there's some people walking in here on a last chance. It's their last chance. And they're coming in going, if this doesn't work, nothing will work. And we're not talking about just a, a family or a husband. We're talking about generations. These are generational changes that have to happen because we have to be open to letting the Holy Spirit move. So when people walk in, they get crushed by that in a good way because it can happen. Man, if you just let him do what he can do. And the funny part was it, it wasn't fear that changed me. It wasn't fear. It was love. I didn't understand that. Like, I came in and felt so loved, and I felt like Father loved me so much when he wrapped his arms around me while I was sitting 10 rows back that I didn't want to do anything else, and I never wanted to leave that. And that's what he can do. That's what he brings. That's, that's, that's how he makes brokenness into wholeness. Because I remember that day when I postured myself correctly in front of him and I was face to face. I knew that, man, he loves me so much. And that's it. That's all I needed to know. I just needed to know that he still loves me and, and I'm willing to do anything for him. And that's what he can do to anybody that walks in brokenness. He can change your heart completely in an instant. If you'll posture yourself in the right position and look them face to face. And when you do, it makes you new. So, and that's where this holiness comes in. So brokenness meets holiness. Brokenness meets wholeness. He is whole. He is holy. He is all that together. He is the one thing that can shift everything inside of you and bring everything back together. Nothing else will. Go try it. Don't go try it. Stay here. How many people have tried it, though? Okay, there you go. I'm speaking to the right crowd. We can, we can go anywhere and try anything, and it's not going to get you the results you can have in his presence. And it's not this place. This place is wonderful. It's him. Okay, it's not, it's not the ga- Look, I love the fact that the gathering place has the ability to see that happen and miracles happen and love happen. That's awesome. But it's not us. It's him flowing through us. He gets all the glory in this. We just say yes. We just open our arms. We just open our mouth. We just open up and play instruments the way he wants and and love people the way he wants. It's all him. We just allow him to do it in and through us. So he is wholeness. Bunch of scriptures of that. Revelation 21.5, behold, I make all things new. Psalms 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. That's what he does. He heals the brokenhearted. So if you know somebody can heal that, why not come before him? Problem is, a lot of people don't know that because they've never heard that. I never heard that before. I didn't go to church. But I didn't need to hear that to feel what I felt. I didn't need to read the Bible to feel what I felt. I just had to be in his presence. And it will wreck you and it will change your life. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. In Matthew eleven, twenty-eight 
28 through 30 says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. And that's Jesus saying that. But guess what? Jesus is the exact replica of God. When you look at him, you see God. That's what the Bible says. It's not that we had a different God in between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Same God, different perspective. Maybe a cracked mirror. I don't know. Somebody saw it differently. But Jesus came to set it straight. And if Jesus loves like that, Father loves like that. Three in one, y'all. It's all the same. So his presence being here allows him to, to operate and move in us and through us to bring healing, right, to, to, to bring comfort. He's Jehovah Rapha, right? He's a healer, right? So, so he's here to bring healing. So guess what? When you're broken and you're broken physically, you come in here and guess what? You get healing. Why? Because he's a healer and he's present. That's why you get that. He brings peace. So if you come in from outside and you're struggling with all the chaos of life and everything the news told you over the last 24 hours, you can come in here and he's Jehovah Shalom. He's the God of peace. You can walk in and feel it. You can feel the burden of society and the world get off you. When you walk in his presence, these are things he can do. He's a provider, Jehovah Jireh. He has a lot of names, y'all. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can, you can see that he is who he says he is. He, I am. <laughs> he says, I am. You are what? I am anything you need me to be. Whatever you're going through, I'm the answer to that. Isn't that cool that we serve a God that says, whatever you're dealing with today, whatever you were dealing with yesterday, I'm the answer. I am. And you don't have to take it to the Bible to find it. You just take it to him. He'll make it right. Oh. So here's the thing. When you're with him, so you have brokenness meets wholeness. And when that happens, there's a collision. And, and when that collision happens, you become whole. He mends you together. He puts you back together, this time stronger than you ever were. It's not like he puts you back together and says, please, I hope the glue holds. Nope. It's like he welded you back together. He puts you back together in such a, a wonderful, and guess what? You're, you're, you're more beautiful. You're better made. You're, guess what? You have more purpose. You can be used for more things. Your brokenness is not discarded. It's actually used. He'll use every bit of your brokenness if you'll let him. And it'll be to reach other people. I love this. You know, Mama Rachel was up here saying the same thing. She was like, it's, it's our testimony. It's, man, this is God this morning. He wants you to know that, that whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through, don't disqualify yourself. He will use every bit of it if you'll let him. And you don't need to walk out today the same way you came in. 
says you can leave it here. Walk out different. Walk out knowing that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anybody says. It just matters what he says. And he loves you. He just wants to see a version of you that reflects him. That's his whole purpose. He's going to make you so beautiful. You, 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 you are the mirror that shines him, shines back at him. He wants to look at you, not broken, but, but complete. An exact image of who he is. And he can do it. He can make us new. So the story of Naaman, I want to read through that real quick. And I, we've probably read it before. I don't even know in the last couple months, but it's good. So 2 Kings 5, 8 through 14. So this is, this is Naaman. So uh, he has leprosy. So he's coming to the man of God so he can get healed. And it says in verse 8, it says, But when Elijah, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent this message to him. Why are you so upset? Send Naaman to me. And he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But Naaman became angry and stalked away. I thought he would certainly come out to meet me, he said. I expected him to wave his hand over this leprosy and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Farpar better than any of the rivers in Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned and went away in a rage. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says, Simply go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child. And he was healed. He was healed. He's a healer, y'all, and he'll make it brand new. Brand new. He says it was healed like the skin of a young child. But as you read it in that, he thought it was going to be a little bit harder. Well, he, first he thought it was going to be easier, and then he thought, well, man, I've traveled all this way. Do I have to go? I'll go back and do it in a different river. But, see, he made it even easier for him. Sometimes what we think is difficult what we think will be so hard for God to move in our life because of everything we've done and everything that's going on. He says, I'm going to make it really easy for you. Go dip in the water. Easy. Like, I'm, he wants you to know that, that it's not about let me come in and make sure I, I pay tithes and make sure that I serve somewhere. You don't need any of that stuff for him to heal you. That's all wonderful stuff. But if you're doing all that stuff so that he'll heal you, you're doing it wrong. Because he says, I'll heal you. Just come before me. Just let me be in your presence. You can't earn that. He just wants to love you through it. <laughs> you don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to get all dressed up and come in on your Sunday best so that he'll take care of you. He loves you just the way you are. Just get in his presence. Here's the other thing. Some of us, we won't be washed clean like brand new skin. Some of us, we have scars. 
We do. We have scars from everything we went through. And the problem is, is people try to hide their scars. Quit trying to hide your scars. Your scars tell a story. A story of who he is. You don't have to hide from that. That's the power of him inside of you, working through you. It's okay. Sometimes you have to show your scars so other people will know how great he is. But man, we are so, man, we don't want to be vulnerable enough with a family to show our scars. A scar is not a wound. It just shows something that was wounded once, but it's now healed. Scars are not a problem. Scars an answer. But man, we try to hide it so much. We try to look so perfect. We try to look like we have it all together. And you don't have to do that. So just come as you are. And it's okay. If I've done something in your life, let those scars be shown. You don't have to hide them. Some people will be wiped out. You won't even know. You, you won't even know. Some people you'll look at them and say, man, how are you born so perfect? And you just, you know, just perfect. You know, Jules and I, we have a really good marriage. And we got people now that come up to us and go, man, we want what you have. And we're like, do you want to go through what we went through? I wear long sleeve shirts. You know, you don't see the scars. <laughs> so but if you get close, I'll show you the scars. I'll show you the healing. I'll show you the testimony of what the Lord did in our lives. I'm not shy of that. I'm not scared of that. But man, some people just won't know. But when we do marriage counseling and we sit down with people, whew, we throw our scars on the table. And we go, look what God can do. Look what he can do if you'll just say yes and let him do it. That's huge. Every one of you in here have a scar. Every one of you in here have a story where God's gotten you out of something or done something in your life. Man, we keep quiet too much about that. We keep quiet too much about the testimony of who he is and what he's done in our life. We need to share that stuff. We need to let people know that, you know what, I've been in the same spot you're in. And he healed me. If he'll heal me, he'll heal you. He's not picky. He loves us all. He's jealous. He wants every one of us in his arms, right? Hmm. That's good. So don't hide your scars. I love that he'll take every broken piece, too. It's not just like, like, you ever broke something and tried to put it back together? Like, I had a favorite mug once that I dropped. I like coffee, and I have a favorite mug. And I was like, oh, like, I left it on top of my truck. I don't know how you do that. You get in it, I don't know. And I took off, and I heard it go, and I was like, oh. So I got it, and I tried to piece it together, and I got glue, and I'm like, this ain't happening. Like, I'm literally going to throw this mug out. <laughs> I really didn't want to, though. I was like, if I could just get this piece in there. And some things, you couldn't even make it fit. I don't even know where it came from. For all I know, I picked up something else off the road. And I'm like, that don't even, like. But sometimes that's how we feel when we're broken. We're like, what about this piece, Lord? Because I don't see how that's going to fit back. I don't see how you can fix this. And he goes, just give it to me. And I will shine that thing up. I'll put that thing back together. It's going to look so good. It's going to have little golden seams all around it, mended together by me. It's going to shine brighter than anything else. Then go show it to people. Let them see your cracks. It's okay to have a crack like that. It's okay to have a crack in your skin. It's okay to have a deep crease in you. 
It's okay to show people that that's what God did for you. It's okay. Mm. He'll make you beautiful. It's all his grace. All right. <laughs> so when you do that, so now, I mean, let me just wrap this up with this. So now you have brokenness meaning wholeness. They collide, and in that collision, identity is revealed. And we talked 14 weeks, I think, on identity or even longer. And I could talk on identity for another 20 weeks if you'd let me. I think it was Pastor Jason said it something like this. He said he talked about the, uh, the word of for like, I think he said like 300 sermons in a row. I don't know. I'm, I might be making that number up. And I was like, wow. He said, yeah, I spoke on, or his, his pastor spoke on love for, th- or of the word of for 300 sermons. And he said when he got done with that, he looked around and said, everybody here is of you. <laughs> everybody else, they're not. They left. Right? So, so I can speak on identity for a very long time if you let me, if you stay. It's that important. But when you do that, what he tells you is you're beloved. So in that collision, you get a new name. In that collision, you get a new identity. In that collision, you're, a, you're, you're identified as a son or a daughter. It's a new identity. Beloved. We talked about this. Hephzibah. He delights in you. There's a change in a mindset there. There's a change that happens when you collide where you start realizing how much he loves you and who you are that gives you the authority to walk around with your chest out, saying, I'm a son or daughter of a king. That's powerful. Hmm. You're supposed to walk out life that way. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, there a new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. So you're new. So when you collide, you become new. But he said, you just can't be new with nothing, new with no identity. I'm going to give you an identity. You're a son or a daughter. John 1.12 says, but those who embrace him and took hold of his name, he gave authority to become the children of God. Heirs of a kingdom. The authority. I love that. You have the authority. That's awesome. You have the authority to walk around and change the atmosphere. Because you are a son or daughter of a king, heir to a kingdom. That happens when you collide, when your brokenness meets wholeness. That's what happens. Mm. And we carry that authority. You're a royal priesthood. First Peter 2, 9, 10 says, But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. Now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. For at one time, you were not God's people, but now you are. At one time, you knew nothing of God's mercy because you hadn't received it yet, but now you're drenched in it. There's something about being drenched in his mercy, being saturated in his love that allows you to walk out and do the same thing to other people. That's when you realize this is not about you, it's about him. This is when you lose that individual identity and surrender to what he calls you because he delights in you. So, yeah, it's important you understand how much he loves you. So when that transformation happens, when you hit him and you're, you get crushed and you get put back together, you realize how much he loves you. 
right? You realize that. Because of that, a transformation starts to hap- happen inside of you. There's a transformation. So in other words, you, you didn't transform so he would love you. You transformed because he does love you. You understand that? So, so the people that are trying to get it all together before they come to next time you invite somebody to church and they go, well, I don't know if they'll let me in there. Place will burn down. Come on. It'll burn down with you in here. The fire of the Holy Ghost be up in here. But here's the thing. People will use that excuse all the time. I can't go to church. I don't, like, you don't understand. Yeah, I do. Go to church. I've been offering that up to you. Like, go see the family. And it, you know, or guess what? Just bring them to them. <laughs> if they won't come, then take church to them. That's the next step. Go love on them. <laughs> Here's a homeschool joke. Go homeschool them. <laughs> come on. Sorry, Jesse. I just got, you know. <laughs> That's good stuff. I noticed that with my granddaughter, like, I don't hesitate to pick her up. I never hesitated to pick her up. If she threw up on herself, didn't matter if she smells, I don't care. I'll grab her. And that's how he feels about us. Like, he wants to grab you. He doesn't care. So quit trying to clean up, quit trying to make it right so you can come before him when he says, just come before me. Surrender to me. Just be in my presence. So... Like, here's the thing. I just, I don't want to be like any church around. I don't. I want to be a church that delights in his presence, that loves the fact that, that he's here with us, that he, he works with us. I want to be a church that surrenders to him, that seeks him with all their heart. I want to be a church that, that allows brokenness to come in. Why? Because we know wholeness is here with us. I want to be a church that operates out of identity that, man, they can, they can walk around like sons and daughters and, so good. I want to be a church that's whole to a fractured culture. Because there's some fracturing going on. And they need something. They need somebody. And we're not supposed to keep this inside the walls. This is wonderful to come in here on a Sunday. But we meet here on a Sunday, so you'll take it out there Monday through Saturday. You understand that. that It's not supposed to remain here. What you experience here, you take out. It's nice to invite people here. But man, take this with you. Go change the world. That's what we're called to do. We're called to take this out and love people. Hmm. Hmm. So he's doing something new in this family. He's doing something new in you doing something new in your family, are you ready to receive it? Are you ready to, to see what that is? Are you ready to, to, to walk a different step, walk a little prouder, walk, walk a little straighter? Because that's what he wants to give us. So the gathering place, it's a place where brokenness meets wholeness and identity is revealed, where family gathers and seek a father's face, his warm embrace, where kingdom love, kingdom worship, kingdom family are priorities in all we do, and where generations are equipped and trusted to lead and do the works of the father. And our vision is to see sons or daughters walk in identity, changing the atmosphere everywhere we go, ushering in the love of the Father and bringing light to the darkness. That's who we are, y'all. Let them do that in your life. Let them do that in your family. Let them do that in this city. Let this be a hub where you can come and get charged. And when you feel broken, come on in. 
Lay on your face a little bit. Sit a little bit. Let him put you back together. Let him work on you. And then go back out and get back in the fight. Go back out and bring the light to the darkness because that's what we're called to do. So, uh, I feel... I feel the Holy Ghost in this, and this is a little different for me. I've never done this. So I want to I bless somebody that doesn't even go to our church. And you don't even know. And I don't want to say too much about this person other than the fact that they are part of law enforcement, and, and I'm a chaplain with law enforcement, uh, and they've been through some stuff. Um, and with that being said, what they do is they called me so I could reach out to them and, and find out what's going on. And, uh, and they haven't, they're having a financial difficulty. Let's put it that way. And I don't know what to do as a church because we do have some rules and we can do some things, but so I'm not going to ask everybody. I'm going to say this. I just want to say this, that they're in need of some finances. And if you want to give to that, they're in need of some, some, some money to help maintain their, to, to stay in their home, to take care of their babies. And they're law enforcement, and they're out there every single day. I sit with them. I see them. And they're serving. But bad things happen sometimes, and sometimes brokenness happens. And, and all this is so that, so that they can see what wholeness looks like, so they can see what that looks like when somebody blesses them that don't even know them. Okay, so if that's you, if that you just, if God put that, just, you, you can, uh, I, don't, I don't even, we didn't plan this, I didn't plan this. So if you want to you know, do that through an envelope and write law enforcement, I don't know. There's uh, online, other, uh, I'm not for, you know, this is not a pressure. This is me just telling you there's a need. Um, and, and if you want to bless somebody that, that really needs help without me spilling all their information to you, I just ask you to trust me on this one. They're in need. Um, so uh, I'll bring that up. And, and, and that's just because we have an opportunity to, to be the light. We have an opportunity to help somebody that needs some help that's not expecting it. Like, that's kind of cool. We were called to Millbrook. If you didn't know that, we were called to Millbrook. We were told to be in Millbrook. We were told to, God told us that this is going to be our city. And, and it's hard to be the city and it's hard to be the light on the hill if we don't start pouring into people. I like to take care of our family. I really do. And, and if you're in need in this family, you need to come tell us because we will take care of you. But sometimes we got to reach our hands out and say, you know what? We're just going to take care of them. So you pray about that. You put that on your heart. And uh, if God speaks to you, great. If not, it's not a big deal. Like, that's why you pray about things. You let God speak to you. Um, that, that's how that works. But I just want to pray about that. I'm going to ask you all to stand to your feet because I think we're going to wrap up here. Mama Rachel, you coming out. Oh, Chuck's up here, man. Chuck, can I just say, brother, you got into it today. <laughs> you know, I thought night of worship, I was jumping around, and that song came on, and you were going, brother. Come on, man. That brings joy to my heart. I'm telling you, when you're serving the Lord and doing what you do the way you like to do it, there's joy in that, brother. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, Father, poof, we love you, Lord. I want to open this up too. So we're going to have our uh, prayer team. They're going to be, if you're a prayer partner, um, I want to meet at the crosses. We have two crosses on either side of the room. 
want our prayer partners to be there so that we can uh, um, pray for you. So don't leave here without prayer. If you came in today broken, if you came in today feeling a heaviness or a burden, man, don't leave that way. Speak to somebody. Let them pray for you. I just feel there's some burden in this room. There's some people that came in with a lost identity, feeling they, man, feeling like they made some mistakes that they can't recover from. And I'm here to say he can recover it all. Man, he can make it all better. He can make it all better. So don't leave here without talking to somebody, please. We have prayer partners and I trust them. And I trust that they hear from the Lord and I trust that their prayers matter. So please don't do this on your own. This is what family's for. Sometimes we just got to be a little vulnerable. Sometimes we just got to be a little willing to trust in him. So Father, right now I just, man, when I lift this offering up to you, we, we thank you that we have a family that wants to give. So Lord, we, uh, man, I pray a blessing over this family. I pray a ble- blessing over this law enforcement officer, Lord. Uh, man. Lord, I thank you for every broken heart in here. Lord, I thank you that they're here today. I thank you that you continue to bring people in. You continue to to bring people in that need to feel your wholeness, that need to feel your love, that need to be reminded that that there's other things in the world that can be, that can bring them peace and comfort and joy. So, Father, I pray right now you you, you speak to those individuals in this room, Lord, that, that... that as you speak to them, they, they can make their way. I don't care. They can come to the altar. They can go to a prayer partner. But, Lord, don't, don't allow them to leave here without feeling your love. So, Father, we just, ah, oh, we love this family, Lord. We love this family, Lord. And I know you love us. So, Father, we thank you. We ask you to have your way in everything we do. Guide us and lead us, Father. We pray that in this upcoming week that you open doors for us, Lord, that only you can open. You close those and you be closed, Father, that as we walk out of here, there'll be divine appointments for us to meet people, God, and speak to people. Father, let us show our scars to some people this week. Let us be real about that. Let us show our scars to people that need to see it, to know that your testimony, that, that, that who you are is shining through us. So, Father, we thank you. I love the song we sang in the beginning that we get to give thanks, Lord, because if we wake up every day and we think about the things we can be thankful for before we think about the things we're upset about, life would be a whole lot easier. So I thank you for all those thankful things, things that we can be thankful for, Lord. Every little tiny thing, Lord, that you do in in our lives, we thank you for that. I thank you that we get to do this. You've chosen us. You've chosen us, Lord. So, Father, we love you. We thank you. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, I love y'all. Hope to see you next week. If not, enjoy your 4th of July (laughs) with your new Hey Dudes. That's a promotion. (laughs) Love y'all. Be blessed. Yes, sir.